Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hey, man, what's up? It's me. And you know who else is here? Oh, yeah, I got a beer this fucking week. Total Alcoholic and Wadley. And Ian Wadley is facing death. He's got a hurricane coming his way. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's a category one. You'll be okay. Yeah, hurricane coming all over my face. But uh, I'm going to b- close my eyes. I should Ooh. be all right. Here I came. Came on your face like a hurricane. <laughs> it's my impression of uh, Klaus Mine live. When he talks to the crowd, he's like, <laughs> Place goes, yeah! What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah, never mind, just whistle. Speaking of Germans, we got a German band to review today. Jawohl. But before that, tell them what's up, Ian. Oh, man, I got to thank everybody that's been donating so far to the Rock and Pod Expo 3. We are doing amazing, amazing for this expo, man. I can't believe uh, in a short period of time what our listeners have raised. Yeah, yeah. And, not, uh, not we, they. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, what they, what they have done uh, compared to those, the other shows, oh my God, it's sickening, it's sickening, because, you know, we are the podcast kings, you are the greatest listeners in the world, and those other motherfuckers are fucking Rosie O'Donnell, because they can't raise dick, uh, it's pretty fucking pathetic. I see what you did there, that was genius, because <laughs> yeah. Rosie O'Donnell is unattractive, and she does not cause boners. Yes. You're yes. funny, dude. Topical humor. I get so jealous of how funny you are, Ian, because you know my ego and shit. You know, you ride my you ride my coattails, yet you're funnier than me. That doesn't jive well with my ego, bro. Yeah, that's like a justification or some shit like that. Yeah, you know, but you know, I need you because you know we have the best podcast in the world, and you know, you know, one of our listeners, I'm not gonna name names, Tim Bream, uh, he said he was gonna send me a voodoo doll to put voodoo on you because he hates you. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tim Bream is awesome. I love you, Tim Bream. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> but, uh... The good dude. He's a good serious. dude. Let's hear... Hey, let's yes. hear from Tim Bream. Didn't he donate? Yes, and he's, he's, he's coming. He's coming. And he's going to the uh, expo. That yes. guy, that guy donates, and he doesn't even want to be on the show. Exactly. He just he just wants to get his album reviewed, and uh, man, yeah, great guy. Can't wait to hang out with him again. We just saw him at the Judas Priest show. He was at last year's Rock and Pod. He's going to be back again, and it's thanks to people like him uh, that it's doing so successful, and you're you're ensuring the success of the, of this expo, uh, and it means a lot, and it really helps a lot. And and I thank you guys so much. But one thing I want to stress to those of you who are going. Uh, you know, or even thinking about going, please book your rooms by July 26th to, to get that discount. Because after then, you don't get that discount. And, and trust me, this is like a hoity-toity joint. 
So you want to get that fucking discount. And this is going out to even people that are in the Nashville area. Uh, it's a perfect time to do a staycation. Because everything during the expo is going to be at this one spot, man. You don't want to go there get all fucked up. Fucking take a risk driving home. Getting popped by the police. You know, and missing any of the action. Just stay there. Stay on the grounds. Everything's there. Self-contained. So book those hotels. Go on the, the website for the Rocket Pod Expo. Make sure you buy your tickets and you book your hotel. Do all that shit prior to July 26th. Hell Richard yeah. Pryor. That's right. And if you're coming in on a plane, come on. Be a rebel. Sm- smuggle illegal narcotics on the plane. We can't yeah. do it because we, we're, we're pussies and we're afraid of jail. But not you. Yeah. You're a rebel. Do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm too pretty to go to jail. Uh, some of you guys, you're great listeners, but you some ugly motherfuckers. They ain't looking up your ass. They're always looking up my ass. Yeah, like they care how you look like in jail. Yeah. As long as you yeah. have a butthole, that's all that matters. Yeah, but man, you know, look at me. You know, you know, you know. I'm, I'm chubby, but I'm a little pretty, man. They're going to, you know, I, I won't even have an asshole anymore. I'll just have a smile. Yeah. 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 I'll wear that shit out. Like Lee Gertzman. <laughs> yeah, Lee Gertzman got all that shit removed, so there's more room for dick. I'm mm. thinking about, I'm thinking about adding some organs down there, you know, just to discourage them. Mickey loves you, Lee. <laughs> He's a wrecking machine. He'll get you inside of three rounds. His butthole has been penetrated by a wrecking machine. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, make sure you make it to the expo if at all possible. If not, please donate and thank you to everybody who has so far booked those hotel rooms. Mickey uh, loves you, Lee. Pull up your pants and stop smiling at me. <laughs> but now it's time. We're still honoring motherfuckers from last year. And oh my God, we're going to be doing fan episodes forever. But we're going to keep throwing them out. And what we're doing here is because we're knocking them out so fucking fast. And uh, especially because we're trying to record two episodes before I lose power during Hurricane Barry. Uh, You know, there's going to be no news here. We're going to go right into the interview. So they're going to be like smaller episodes, but you're still going to get a full review. But uh, we got a great one uh, that is a a holdover from last year's expo. Because we want to try to knock out as many, you know, get get expo twos done before we go into expo three. but we got a great one to do this year, and it's an album I wasn't familiar with. But uh, when I mentioned it to Ralph, he was like, "Oh, holy shit! Yeah, that. Yeah, I love that fucking album. I uh, can't wait to talk about it." So, Ralph, why don't you tell me about what we're talking about? We're talking about Angel Dust Enlightening the Darkness, an album that is a concept album about uh, uh, a Nazi soldier who was. Um, who was against the Nazi party. Like, you know, you know, like, and, I, and I'm sure he wasn't alone. I, I actually, which is really funny because today, you know, I know this album really good, but you know how that Dream Theater review was? Well, I didn't know what song was what. Right. Um, that's how, I, you know, other than like, you know, Cross of Hatred, The One You Are, and, you know, there's a few songs I know the title, but, you know, I, I always listen to this album as a whole. So it's like one long song and, uh, but it, I always knew it was about, uh, a, I always knew it was a concept album about uh, a Nazi soldier. And, you know, there are some songs here of Hitler, you know, Hitler talking to the people. And I think it's an extremely powerful 
I mean, the music's awesome. I mean, if you just judge it by the music, it's a great album musically. But if you sit down and read the lyrics, which I did today for the first time ever, uh, I sat down and analyzed the lyrics, and uh, man, it's so powerful. And I will talk about it later in the re review. It just so happens, about two months ago, I saw this documentary of a Nazi soldier that was... Uh, well, I'll talk about it as we go on, because I have a feeling this, this album is about him. Because it sounds very uh, familiar in some of the songs, what he went through. So uh, we'll talk about it as it goes along. That guy was a definite pimp. And uh, he went against the Nazi party and uh, even married a Jewish woman, you know? And uh, Oy vey. While he was a Nazi. Oh, Mazel yeah. Tov. Yeah, it was crazy. It's a crazy, fucked up, sad story. But uh, but anyway, uh, yes, this this band... I was aware of this band back in the day. Uh, if you go back to our Overkill episode, uh, Old Man Al, uh, he turned me on to one of their thrash albums, Into the Dark Past, I think it was. Or, yes. or it was the other one, one of the two. And I loved it, but I couldn't find the CD, but I, I burned it, uh, I mean, I put it on a cassette while I was in this house, and I would jam to it. it was a, they were a thrash band back then. They released two thrash albums. They broke up for what, like 10 years or so? Yeah. For a long time. And then one day I used to do a college radio show. And uh, the guy Don I did it with, he played Bleed, the song, the title track from the album prior to this. And it was, it's one of the greatest metal songs ever written. You got to hear it, dude. It's like, oh, fuck. It's their best song, I think. But anyway, I was like, oh, my God, who is this Angel Dust? And I'm thinking, oh, there's another band called Angel Dust. You know, I was thinking maybe, you know, it can't be the same band, you know? But then I found out, you know, the bass player and drummer uh, are the only original members that were on that album. And then they had uh, an album before that. Oh, fuck, what's the name of that one? That one's really good, too. Um, I forget. But anyway, so this is a follow-up. And they came down here, and they were on tour with, um, it was Nevermore, Opeth, and I believe Lamb of God. I could be wrong. I, I think Lamb of God. And what happened that night was the show ran so late that they made they made Angel Dust go on after Nevermore. So they wow. went they went on like at 1, 1.30 in the morning. And a lot of saps left. Because, you know, a lot of saps like, you know, Opeth and, and Nevermore, and they didn't stick around for Angel Dust. But I did, me and, and all my buddies. And they were so fucking amazing. And... What I love so much, and I filmed it. I, I was a bootlegger back in the day. And what I did was I kept it up on a railing. I, there was a second floor. So I did get to enjoy the show while not looking into my camera. This was pre-cell phone, people. Uh, I, I was a rebel. I was uh, ahead of my time. I was filming shows. <laughs> anyway, so um, what I loved so much about the show was the people, the, the, the people that were left there were so into it. They were going nuts. I mean, they were yelling. And then there's one part of the show, I loved it. There was a dude in the audience, like, between a song. He goes, you fuck, you rule. And the bass player grabs the microphone. He goes, no, you fucking rule. <laughs> I just loved how he did it. Tall, bald dude. Hung out with him after the show. Hung out with the whole band. They were such nice people. So grateful that we all stayed around, stuck around. And uh, they were just amazing. And uh, I've seen, I seen them do a healthy portion of this album. 
and uh, they're just an amazing, amazing band. And I think more people should uh, look into Angel Dust because they are one of the many criminally underrated bands out there. And uh, a good way to start really is with this one. Uh, Bleed is an amazing album though. I mean, listen to the song Bleed and then you'll probably want to hear this whole album. And uh, I can't say uh, more about them. I, I just love the fuck out of this band. And, and I believe uh, the person that paid for this episode uh, want, uh, gave us a pick, right Ian? Yeah, he gave us three choices. And this is when I heard that one of the, you know, this being one of the choices, I was like, no, no, we got to do that one. Oh, man. That <laughs> yeah, album. and I, I didn't even say what album it was. I just, I gave him three bands at first, and then he goes, is it Enlighten the Darkness? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, we're doing that. Yeah, we definitely got to do that. It's very powerful, very powerful album. Uh, and, you know, these, these guys are German, so, you know, they probably uh, know their history and know... Just like me, you know how I know my history about that scumbag Che Guevara and Fidel Castro because, you know, uh, you know, fuck your propaganda books and all this bullshit. You know, I, I talk to people that lived it firsthand, and I've I've talked to there's uh, there's a guy on on YouTube, uh, a British fella. You know, he's one of those like far right people. You know, he's kind of like a douchebag. You know, I, I I'm more conservative than Democrat, but there's a lot of things that uh, Republicans do that I can't stand. So I'm a little more in the middle, but I lean more toward that. But this guy's a douchebag. But he did talk about Che Guevara. And the things he said, I was like, holy shit. This is shit I've heard through the years from people that lived it, you know? And it's amazing how we don't learn from our mistakes. And the same thing applies to Hitler. Because we have Nazi parties. We have people out there that idolize this scumbag. I mean, it, it, it's, it just shows you that the human race, as technically advanced we are, as superior we are to actual animals, we have a group of fucking people that are worse than animals, you know? And I'm talking about people that actually, you know, see Hitler as a good thing, you know? Hey, and, you, mean, you mean Sammy Hagar fans? Uh, Sammy Hagar fans don't know how to read, so they don't even know that. Oh, okay. But you know they, they do agree in uh, the murdering of killer bands. That that yes. I agree. That I agree. But um but yeah. So uh, you want to get into this? Uh, uh, well, you discovered this on this review. You've never heard of them before, Ian? Well, well, I had I had heard of the band before. I, I knew they were a German uh, power metal band. Uh, but I always assumed like, oh cool man, they named themselves after you know a killer fucking Faith the More album. Uh, but then I did my history, found out they're actually older than that, and they got their name from the Venom song, Angel Dust. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, One of my yeah, favorite that's, Venom songs. Yeah, that's what they named themselves after, because I didn't know about their their uh, their prehistory when they were a thrash band. Look at the brain on Ian. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was doing some research, and then when I was talking to you earlier today, I didn't even realize, like, I already listened to the album multiple times. I had no idea it was a concept album because I didn't do the lyrics. I just listened to it, and you're like, "Yeah, it's it's uh, you know about a Nazi soldier, World War II, and the Holocaust and shit." I was like, "Oh fuck, well, damn! I definitely need to do you know do my standard Wikipedia research." And I went on there, and unfortunately, uh, they have no backstory. They just you know it says uh, fifth studio album by German heavy metal band. Uh, the year it was released and it has a track listing and you know that shit but it doesn't have like any history of the album 
So, uh, but then, you know, when you told me it was about World War II, Nazis, and the Holocaust, I was like, well, let me do some research, and I typed it up, and uh, the first thing that came up was Fox News, and Fox News said, uh, this whole album's a lie, that it never happened. <laughs> I was like, yeah, interesting, interesting. Must be true, then. Uh, no, but they did say nice things about people that uh, aren't Nazis, but they also said, there's good on both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that's a quote from the president. <laughs> a lot of good people on both sides. A lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of water. Give us some paper towels. They'll be all right. Um, but yeah, this, this is a band I had. I was like, really? Like, uh, out of the three bands we were given, I forget the third choice, but I know the first choice was King Crimson. Or not King Crimson. Crimson Glory. And I was like, well, I, I know I had that album from Mr. X, but I, uh, but you know, I'm not familiar with it. But pretty much it was all, you know, power metal, uh, you know, choices, <laughs> which is not my forte. Uh, but you know, fuck it, you know, I, I, mean, I study every album we do. Uh, so I'm like, fuck it, you know, don't, ain't no sweat off my balls. Uh, but I, but I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and uh, we'll see if I was pleasantly surprised. But, uh, but. I, I do think this is an interesting pick, and again, it's a band that's, I, I believe, out of the wheelhouse, especially uh, the American audience. I don't know if they're familiar enough with this band, but I hope they check it out. But I have faith, because you know, we just put up an episode uh, a couple of days ago by uh, Behemoth, and so many people like, look, I totally hate this type of shit, but I love the show so much, I checked it out, and and it was uh, probably uh, my most racist performance ever as a comedian. Yeah. But people loved the episode. A lot of people wrote back and said, hey, I knew nothing of this band except other I don't like the genre, but I check out everything you guys do, and it's got a great response. And I hope people give this a chance because uh, you, you might not know it that well here in the colonies, but uh, I... I, I, I uh, spoiler alert, I, I dig this shit. And I think people should check it out. I did a little test on our page. Uh, yes. I put up a song and I said, all right, uh, rate this rate this song. And uh, I, I haven't checked lately, but the last time I checked, there were three comments. Two people gave it an eight. One guy said it could grow. And another guy just said it sucked. Uh, but, was it from the, from this album? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it was from this album. Uh, the One oh, You okay. Are, the second song on the album. Okay. And, okay. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, what can you do? Some people will get it, some people won't, you know. But uh, those that get it, man, congratulations. And that applies to me. Like what you said before about Faith No More, uh, the album Angel Dust. Con yeah. Congratulations to those who get it. Too bad for me. And I really sincerely mean that. I, I'm i the type of person, uh, you know, there are exceptions, you know, like, you know, I'll even, I'll even give Faith No More the cure. I'll give all that shit a pass, but I, I refuse to give Van Hagar a pass. There you go. Because of the history, you know what I mean? Right. But anyway, so uh, yeah, um, take the first track, Ian, Let Me Live. All right. Well, uh, I got to admit, I'm going into this album with a little bit of apprehension because, uh, man, power metal. Not a genre. Uh, I, I'm, I'm too happy with you know, it. It's, you know, wait, I, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> that was a lie. Um, it, 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 it does have a power metal element to it, but, uh, lyrically it's not power metal. And, yes. and, I'm, and I'm not just talking about this, this album, since it's a concept album, all their other songs too, from past albums, it's not, you know, dragons and, you know, uh, 
you know, castles and stuff like that, which that really yeah. is more the power metal genre, uh, where their subject matters are much different. And there are a lot of elements that aren't power metal when it yes. comes to this band. But continue. I, I, I agree, and that's one thing I'd say right off the bat is I believe this band is uh, unfairly labeled. I would consider them much more progressive metal. European metal. Yeah, than, than power metal. Uh, I would I would consider this band much more in line with uh, Queensryche or Dream Theater, uh, you know, a bit heavier than both of those bands, but leaning much more, you know, from them than, say, like, a, you know, a Hammerfall or that uh, Arm and Hammer or a Moth, whatever the fuck that crap is. Oh, no, that's uh, not power metal. A good representation of power metal would be Rhapsody. Uh, yeah. Rhapsody and... Uh, uh, Stradivarius, you yeah. know, band, and I like those bands too, especially Rhaps- yeah. Rhapsody. To me, like the yeah. best, the best power metal band. Yeah, you know, and power metal. I mean, really, let's call it what it is—virgin metal, because ain't nobody getting laid to that shit. Well, you know, uh, it's funny when I really got into power metal a lot, I couldn't get laid, so I stopped, and I went back to classic Van Halen to get some, you know, to put, you know, to put my member in a squishy box. And it worked, didn't it? Yeah, the squishy box, bro. <laughs> That's right. Van Halen's where it's at. Squishy uh, box. Mama's got a squishy box she wears on the chest. Uh, yep, I have your mama's squishy box a lot, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. And it's playing all night? Yep. <laughs> and the music's all right? And I squeeze it. I go and squeeze it. I go on and please like you do. I'm gonna leave you when you got a pregnant with the Wadzilla. Wah wah. <laughs> oh man, said I was just going off for cigarettes. Alright, but uh, yeah, I consider this definitely more uh, progressive metal, speed metal, just traditional heavy metal. I hear a lot more than that than I, I do fucking Lord of the Rings bullshit. Yep. Um, but uh, as soon as it starts out, I was like, okay, I, I, I can dig this. Not not offended. Uh, you know, I think it's a, a good opener. Not, you know, not too Viking kind of bullshit. Uh, and I really like the guitar work on this album. I know they're not original members or newer members, but the two guitar players are, are fucking amazing on this. Awesome. And, and, uh, and, and I, I like the vocals, particularly on this song. There's some... To me, this guy changes a little bit. On, on some, I kind of hear like Queensryche. On some, I kind of hear uh, Dream Theater a little bit, but not as annoying as the guy in Dream Theater because uh, as much as I keep trying to get into Dream Theater because there's elements I really love, between, uh, what's his name, James Labrie or whatever, and Jordan ruined this, it keeps me from getting full on. But this guy, like if this guy was singing for Dream Theater... And you kick Jordan Ruin this out of this, out of that band, uh, you, you'd have uh, Angel Dust, <laughs> you know, a really good band. Uh, so I, I love this one. I, I think it's really good. I, I think it's much more to my ears. This sounds like traditional heavy metal, and something sorely missing. I mean, this this sounds like, yeah. I mean, there's there's modern elements with the keyboards, but for the most part, it's kept you know at bay. And it, it's more to, to spice shit up than it is to oversaturate it. Like Jordan ruined this. Uh, oh, it's but, definitely uh, it's definitely keyboards to enhance the song where it's not. It's kind of buried, but it comes up at very important parts of songs. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like your keyboard player is like, I paid for the, you know, the rent this month, so, you know, turn me up. You know, no, it, it's kind of, it's kept in check. And I, and I like that. And, you know, uh, this band, I mean, you, you know, you bring up Dream Theater. I mean, they are, I mean, as far as like, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Let's just, let me just do it blatant, lack of better words. They are nowhere near as complex as Dream Theater. No, they're, not, no. they're not a complex band. It's pretty much cut and dry with a couple little twists and turns there. But they are not, I mean, for people that don't like Dream Theater, do not be turned away by Angel Dust because they are no Dream Theater. Right, it, it, it's not that nerdy. Uh, no, it's not nerdy at all, actually. But but they do have some theatrical aspects to them that Dream Theater has. Uh, but I actually I actually prefer this because it's more of a straight metal approach. I love this to, band way more than Dream Theater, and I'm a Dream Theater fan. Right, uh, but no, I I, I dig. Uh, uh, let me live. I think I think it's a great opener, and, and let me knew right away that this is not like I, I prejudge this shit because, you know, un- unfortunately it was pigeonholed into power metal, and, and and I can't stress that enough. Don't consider this shit power metal. Consider this shit German heavy metal. Yeah, is what it is to go. me. And, German, and, yeah, and I would say even you know Halloween is more power metal. Than oh what yeah, this no. shit is. They definitely turn more into a power metal band with uh with Michael Kiske. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, early, you know, Walls of Jericho is more the speed, but right. and the Judas EP and the and the first EP, but um, yeah, Halloween has definitely turned into a a real power metal band, starting with Keepers. You know? Yeah, where where this I think ha- has much more in common with traditional heavy metal, with yeah. a little bit of progressive and power elements, but at heart, I believe this is just a a fucking heavy metal band, man, yes. and I dig it. Yep, it's awesome. And, and I dig it. Yeah, this is a great opening track. I love that, you know, that eerie intro, that you know, weird keyboard sound, and then it goes into this driving metallic fucking, you know, assault. And, and I just love this dude's vocals, how he kind of comes out kind of soft singing, and then he starts screaming his ass off, you know. And uh, like I said, I was reading these lyrics today, and, and I think, you know, I mean... Anybody out there that knows this album uh, lyrically more than I do, please educate me because this is what I'm getting out of it. And I will touch upon each song, what I feel, what it's about. Uh, I think this song is about the beginning of a brainwashed Nazi soldier waking up to the terror it caused because it talks about, you know, uh, all right, you know, I believe in Hitler. I believe in his you know, ideology. But man, now he's making us kill Jews. And I'm not feeling good about this. And, you know, it, it kind of like touches upon it. It sounds like a guy that was uh, ordered to kill Jews and uh, not feeling good about it. But what are you going to do? You know, it's like you have somebody right. with a gun to your head. You you know, it's kill or be killed. Right. So, and, and, and it shits up for interpretation because what I got out of it is I thought this song was about Sean Spicer, uh, you know, uh, working for Trump. And uh, he had to get up there and spew all those lies, knowing it wasn't the truth. But he had a job to do, you know. So I, I, I think this is multi generational. No, but, this... but, but Ian, this this song was written before uh, Trump was president. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying there's like a Back to the Future element of it too. You're so silly. You know, people don't you know uh, know their history are doomed to repeat it. 
That's all I'm saying. That's right. Anyway, so uh, I love it. Great opening track um, and a great you know, way to start uh, the story of this uh, conflicted uh, Nazi soldier who was starting to think, hey, man, this ain't right. You know, what the fuck? <clears throat> all right, the next song, The One You Are, the one that I told people to judge on our page. Uh, this, I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes I think this is tied for my for my favorite track, but then I think of that other song, and I'm like, nah, it's a very close second. Uh, the structure of this song is so fucking amazing. You know, you know, again, the pure driving metal, but then it breaks, and it goes into like just this soft piano, uh, and you know, the guy's like, you know, as I look into the mirror, you know, he he feels much remorse for. You know, uh, falling for that monster with that tiny little stash, man. And, you know, he's torn uh, with being a soldier and being a human. You know, this concept, I'm sure, is real, you know. Serving the Third Reich and wanting out at the same time was a life and death decision. So I think not all Nazi soldiers were down with the Hitler. You know, they were, well, this ain't right, but fuck, if I don't follow orders, I'm going to get killed. And so is my wife and kids. So that's a really bad situation to be in, which has to do with that documentary uh, I was uh, seeing. But, you know, I'll, t- I'll touch upon that later because there's a song on here that really sounds like it's about that dude. But, uh, oh, man, the one the one you are is, is one of the best songs on here, one of the best songs, period. And uh, it really shows... Uh, it does, you know, encapsulate uh, the, the greatness of Angel Dust and how they are kind of like um, a little different than most metal bands. You know, uh, they have this uh, little niche that too bad a lot of people didn't catch on. And it, you know what, dude? I, I really do honestly believe if a lot of people knew this band, this would be like one uh, pe- people would like hail this as one of their favorite albums. It's one of my favorite albums. Uh, what do you think I- of the one you are? Uh, well, you know, as, as typical, uh, you know, you and I disagree, uh, on a lot of shit. Uh, first of all, uh, Hitler, I mean, uh, Donald Trump doesn't even have a mustache. Um, no, no, uh, Ian, I was talking about Adolf Hitler, the, the leader of the Nazi party in Germany. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Okay. By the uh, way, uh, Ian's the Trump hater. I'm not, we got to balance yeah. shit out, bro. Yeah, For the Trump yeah. lovers out there. Yeah. F- fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to me, this one, uh, as soon as it starts up, I'm hearing a little bit of Pantera light. I, I mean, you gotta encompass the times. Here. I hear it. I hear. I hear the groove. And and and, and the the keys kind of word me a little bit, and then I hear some Dream Theater in there. Uh, to me, it's not bad, but it's it's not a standout. I don't like it as well as the first track. Uh, but but by no means horrible. But by no means my favorite track on this album. Uh, not, not a bad song. Not a bad song. There's a lot of good songs on both sides. Uh, but to me, uh, this would go uh, definitely not my least favorite. There's one that is hands down my least favorite, and it's not this one. Uh, I do like this song just as not as well as others, I would say. And I, I think uh, just my personal opinion, uh, you told me you put this on the page. Uh, to me, I think this is a piss poor choice to uh, try to persuade people into this album. I think there's a lot better songs uh, that that are 
catchier and have more to offer than this one. And I can kind of see where you got your response that you did. Hey, right. uh, Ian, I, uh, remember my ego? Go a little light on me here. Oh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, not a bad song at all. All right, clutch on <laughs> to those coattails, my friend. All right, well, I'll take the next song, Enjoy. Well, that's a fucking perfect title for this song because I enjoyed the fuck out of this motherfucker. This is my favorite song on the album. I, I really, really like this song. I love the chorus. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. It's, it's a really catchy song. Now, this is one I think would be like a perfect single. I, I, and not only does it have mass appeal, but I think it's a great song and a great representation of the album. Now, this is one... I would put up if I was trying to turn people on to like if, if somebody requested Angel Dust on my show, this is by far and away what I would play because I, I, I think this one would draw people in. I love the vocals on this. I love the guitars on this. And to me, uh, you know, when I'm listening to him sing earlier, you know, I'm hearing a little bit of that James Labrie, but oh, the better qualities, not the bad qualities. On this song, though, I kind of I hear some Ripper Owen shit. Uh, and and that, that's fine by me because I love Ripper's voice regardless of the material he's recorded I think the guy has an amazing voice and I hear a little bit of Ripper in this and uh, I just think it's a badass song an incredible chorus uh, definitely my favorite track on the album I really enjoy enjoy what do you think yeah dude I, I, I absolutely love this song um, the riffage I think on this one is fucking mind blowing and I just love how this band brings that amazing metal music to that infectious melody that this guy delivers. And this guy knows how to fucking deliver. You yeah. Know, uh, he knows how to add to, to music. You know, he does this, I don't know, this, you know, not only just amazing vocals, but, you know, I don't know if he's uh, responsible for the melodies, but uh, it's just great melody uh, that, that flows well with uh, the metallic music. Yeah, this enjoys us. An amazing song. And reading the lyrics today, I believe this song is about Hitler talking to his people. Like, you know, enjoy. We're gonna we're gonna rule the world and uh, you know, you know, pretty much uh, you know, cause I, I think this song goes back and forth with yeah. the soldier and, you know, uh, Hitler's message. You know? Make Deutschland great again. <laughs> yeah, make make Deutschland the world. <laughs> I, I, you know, I gotta bring this up because today is, your love, tomorrow the world. This, 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 this I have to bring up Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I love Norm Macdonald. One of the funniest things I ever heard in my life was more Norm Macdonald saying, "You know, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, we've been in many wars. You know, you know who I'm really afraid of is the Germans." He's like, because, you know, in World War One, you know, you know, we were fighting against country and country, but the Germans were fighting against the world. <laughs> so then we go into World War Two with that little guy. Hey, you die. You die. die. <laughs> the way that's what he says. Hey, you die. And uh, he wasn't going against the country. No, he wanted to go against the world. <laughs> oh. I, I love it. Uh, uh, the, the, the new Mrs. Wildly, uh, she's fluent in French. And we were talking about languages. And I, I said, I absolutely detest French. 
I'm not a big fan of the French, you know, except for our French listeners. You know, all hey, three so of them. Hey, so does Trump, actually. Uh, no, 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 no. No, he loves the French because he's all into the wee-wee. The um, but, uh, you know, I, I was like, what a pussy language. You know, it sounds like fucking baby talk. Like, you know, I was like, I love German because no matter what you say in German, it sounds like you're pissed at somebody. You know, it's a very, very angry language, but it's, it's, it's almost like fucking... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Vulcan or whatever the fuck, you know, if you like uh, Star Trek, you know, it's a very that's, that's a scary language you know, you can say goodnight and I love you and, and, and people be scared the fuck you know, that's a tough fucking language, and I'm a quarter German, jawohl Sprechen Sie Deutsch to all the French women out there, I love you French people, oh uh, yeah you like that hairy pussy, huh I don't oh. give a fuck I love the squish box, whether it's hairy or not. The squish box! <laughs> she goes, squish me! Come on and squish me! All right! The next one is uh, Fly Away. Yes. Uh, this one's ballady. This one, you know, it's okay. It's not really that special, but, but again, you know, it's got great melody. And uh, I don't really hate this song. But, you know, what came before it was so, you know, fucking badass. This one's kind of like, all right, I see what you're trying to do here. You know, especially reading the lyrics. You know, I think it's uh, uh, this one. I think it's about that soldier wanting to start to spare lives. You know, be all Schindler-like and shit. And uh, But, you know, I mean, it's an okay song. Far far from sucking. But uh, it's all right. You know, I, I, I somewhat like it. What do you think? Uh... Well, this is one I was like, oh, when it first starts, I was like, ugh. Oh, great. Here we go. Home Sweet Deutschland. Uh, you know, here comes the fucking ballads, and you know I'm with ballads. And, you know, the, the first song I, I dug. Second song, I'm like, eh. Third song, I'm like, fucking A. You know, and then comes a ballad. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, you, know, you know, and then Sunday, it was pleasant to the fucking ears, but I'm like, really? A fucking ballad this soon? But then, thank Dave, it started to fucking rock. I love when this song kicks in. Yeah. And it totally changed it for me, man. It took something where I was like very like, oh, shit, to like fucking A. Uh, I dig Fly Away. Definitely dig it. I think it's a great track. And uh, another reason why I think this album will appeal to a mass audience. Uh, You know, that's something you said earlier. If more people knew about this shit and gave it a chance and didn't look at it through, you know, power metal glasses, you know, uh, think of it as like, you know, you know, you're going to get laid at the end of the album. Give it a chance. You know, it's not power metal. You're not fucking rolling 10 sided die with, you know, with three guys in your basement, never kissing a girl. And just, oh, and, my and, God. just and just pretend they're, they're pretty boys. You may like it more. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I dig Fly Away, man. I, I think it's a great fucking track. All right, I'll take the next one. Coming to Resistance. Uh, first of all, I, I hear the keys, and I was like, ah, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Dream Theater shit going on. And uh, you know, and they, they weren't horrible, but I'm just expecting the worst. You know, my expectations are real low. It's like... Even though I ended up liking the ballad, I was like, oh, fuck, what's this? Here comes the keys. And then, oh, my God, it gets rocking again. And does it ever. I love this fucking track on this one. Uh, 
I hear some Queensryche, you know, to my ears, like great, like classic Queensryche. Uh, I love this fucking song. So far in this album, uh, I would consider this my second favorite, just a notch below Enjoy. I fucking love Coming to Resistance. What do you think? Man, this song is so killer. Shut your phone off. But it's my mommy. Oh. Oh, it's all I said hi. Or what you would call my little squish box. <laughs> um, this song. Hey, I wasn't born in the South. I just live here. Yeah. What? <laughs> all right. Come to Resistance, yes. I agree. It's a great song, but boy. Do I hate that keyboard? That keyboard sound in this song drags it a bit. You know, take that out and this song is fucking amazing. Again, you know, now I'm gonna go into the documentary because I think this is the song that I'm thinking, man, this is, uh, this I think is about to do because uh, it does touch upon like, um, you know, um, he's now, he forms like this secret group against the Nazis but he's still afraid because if, if, he, if they find him out, it could cost him, you know, his life, his wife's life, and his children's life. Uh, it's a pretty heavy subject matter if you read the lyrics to this. It's him that, you know, finally saying, look, fuck this shit. And, uh, you know, and, and the story of the guy, uh, which I touch upon, he married a Jewish w- woman, and when the Nazis found out, uh, they separated him, sent her to a concentration camp, had her killed, had the children sent to an orphanage, and then he fucking pretty much escaped and went into hiding and they never found him. Uh, but again, I think it's a great song, but yeah, the keyboards on this song bother me. You know, it kind of reminds me of that. What's that name of that Pantera song on Reinventing the Steel that goes, you know what I'm talking about? When Dime does that weird noise, it fucking bothers the fuck out of me. And I, you know, I, I just wish the keyboard sound was out of it, you know? But anyway, okay, I'll go to the next one. You know, how does that? How does that <laughs> like a turkey. Yeah, I think, I think that's what they should have called that song. <laughs> we'll grind that turkey for a long time. No, it's not we'll grind that axe because that sound fucking rules. But, um, yeah, I think it's the third track on uh, Reinventing the Steel. Uh, anyway, so the next one's called uh, Beneath the Silence, which I think is a very beautiful acoustic song. And again, you know, it's, uh, it's, you read the lyrics, it's the dude being haunted by the death he's caused for being a Nazi and thinking of all you know, the people that died in the, in the concentration camp that he was part of. And, uh, but musically, I, I think it's gorgeous. I think it's a great uh, little breather in the album. I think it's a beautiful little acoustic piece. What do you think? Uh, yeah. And at, at first, when it starts out again, I'm like, oh, fuck. Another ballad already? Because, you know, Fly Away, you know, starts scaring me, but then it won me over. Uh, you know, and I think this song, uh, you know, it was a song of sadness and remorse. It's probably about, like, you know, when he fired Almarosa. Uh, but uh, I really do like this song. I, I find it very beautiful. These guys can do ballads when they want to slow it down. They can do it, and musically, uh, they do it right. Sometimes I, I wonder about the placement on the album. 
But then again, I didn't know on my initial listens that it was a concept album. So that kind of, I, I think it'll change how I listen to it now. And, and, and I didn't have the lyrics or anything like that. Um, but uh, for a guy that normally hates ballads, I think this song is beautiful. I, I really think it is. And, 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 you know, when I listened to it, I, I thought it was about a girl, you know, you know, just musically and a little bit lyrically. I mean, now, of course, I'm going to listen to it with a different set of ears. But I just thought it was a beautiful ballad of, of <coughs> loss. And uh, and I really dig it. All right. Well, now take the next track. Still, I'm bleeding. Uh, don't push it. God damn. I, I, I like the last ballad, but you're going to follow it up with another ballad. But then it has a nice pickup. Uh, not as good as the last one, but uh, that, that little pickup in the, at the end of this song saved it for me. But, uh, you know, I was kind of like, ah, maybe I should place it somewhere else. But once again, listening to this, not knowing it was a concept, and if uh, I was paying attention lyrically, uh, it might make more sense. But to me, it's like, ah, you're following up a slow one with another slow one even though this one does build up. Uh, but I am a fan of this song. I, I like Still Unbelievable. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I mirror what you said. It, it's, uh, you know, it starts off very mellow, and uh, and then it picks up. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I even dig the mellow shit. Um, and again, uh, reading the lyrics, this one uh, sounds like it's about, you know, when the Nazis took his wife and, and his kids away from him. And... Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, kind of you know, it's a little melancholy and shit, but uh, but a uh, very sad tale of what this poor guy went through. But but I dig it. I'll go into the next one, which is a good mid-tempo tune. I I love I Need You. I think it's a really good tune. Uh, and this one I think goes back to Hitler, because if you listen to the lyrics, it's like Hitler talking to his followers, saying you know uh, you know I need you to to take over the world. And, uh, and again, this one is even more melancholy, but uh, I think it's very effective, and I think it's, uh, it's a good track. What do you think? Ah, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking three in a row here on the mellower tracks, and, and, and almost at this point, I'm, I'm starting to believe Fox News that this shit never happened. Because, you know, you're saying, you know, with the last song, he's like, oh, he's sad because they took his wife, but, you know, every great Jewish comedian says, take my wife, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, man, three in a row, it's kind of pushing it for the slower songs. I think for the tempo of this album, uh, you know, you know it, it's good, but I want a little bit more heaviness. I do dig this. I, you know, I, I hate to say that I don't, but to me, with these three in a row, it's starting to sound the same now, and I'd like a little bit, a little bit more diversity in the album again don't hate the song but i think it really needs you know a kick in the ass at this point but i'll take the next song which is a little uh instrumental interlude called first in line uh i love this i i think it sounds beautiful to, you know to steal the title of a chili pepper song this is a pretty little ditty uh great uh to the point doesn't overstay its welcome uh, but it's played beautifully. And, and this is a band of amazing musicians. I really think everybody's in this band, especially these guitar players. who uh, Both of these guys are newer to the band. 
Uh, at least, I mean, from the the first reunion era, they weren't they weren't there during the thrash period. Um, but man, these fuckers can play, and I think this is a really really pretty instrumental and there's no way I would take this off the album this this is a thing that's so beautiful and so cool I, I do think it deserves its own little title and spot I love first in line what do you think well I disagree there man I think okay. this should, this should oh, I agree with you as far as musically I think it's amazing uh, beautifully beautifully constructed beautiful uh, acoustic playing and, and the little lyrics in it is great but I, I, I feel this should have been you know part of the next tune which I consider the best fucking song on the album uh, Cross of Hatred uh, and reading the lyrics this is about the fall of the Nazi party the justification for the terror that was brought to the world and it's so heavy I love the, just the way it starts Like I love like how the you know because even if you listen to both songs they're, they're, they, they bleed into each other it's like it, you know it's so it's so mellow and beautiful then even the, the vocal goes Yarr! and it goes right into that fucking killer riff and man cross of hatred fucking rules and it, and it just says it as it is man it's you know it was fucking hatred that's all it was it, there was no fucking uh, you know justification for the terror that uh you know this fucking asshole brought to you know not only you know the Jewish people but you know pretty much everybody you know because uh, they wanted to rule the world and uh, I I think honestly this is a perfect way to end the album but it doesn't end the album uh, but it ends it with something else but I'll talk about why that one's kind of important to, to end the album with after you talk about Cross the Hatred okay well, well you, you said some things uh, a lot of things that I agree with I love this song this is definitely in my top three and god damn this is what I needed at this point in the album was a fucking kick in the ass and that's what this one is man I really dig this shit uh, my only bitch with it is I wish the chorus was as heavy as the verses because the verses are fucking perfect and heavy and kick ass the chorus is a little light in the loafers for my taste but uh, I, I do love the song uh, it, it is good. I mean, definitely. It's in my top three. And that's saying something, because this is a really good album. A really good melon. I hope people check this out. This is one I really, really give this shit a chance, man. Uh, you know, even if it's out of your wheelhouse, because, you know, I thought there's no way I'd get into it, man. And I dig it. And it makes me want to go back and check out more Angel well, Dust. I think and if, that's what's awesome. I think if you go back and listen across the hatred with, while reading the lyrics, the chorus is amazing because it's, uh, you know, it, it's talking about, you know, fuck you, you fucking dead, you end of the Nazi party. Then uh, the chorus is kind of like, you know, the glorification, the glor you know, the, the greatness of, you know, celebration of the end of the terror. You know, right. it, it kind of like, and I think the music, the lyrics really do uh, hone it in, you know, how great it is that they lost. Right, you know? and, and I, I'm purely going at it from a musical standpoint, not a lyrical, because like I said, I, I don't own a physical copy of this. I didn't check out the lyrics. If I knew it was a concept prior to doing this, I would have done that. Uh, 
but I just love how heavy the verses were musically. I'm I'm, I'm stripping, stripping, talking musically. I wish the chorus was a little bit heavier, but like you, you know, you brought up a great point. If I did hear it, uh, you know read it as I listened to it I probably would have a greater appreciation and it does, it, it's going to change my outlook on this album because now it's definitely something I'm going to want to read as I listen to uh, but but I do dig this song, it's just a minor gripe, uh, I just you know, I was in need of some fucking metal after how mellow this shit got again, the mellow shit's not bad I just, when this band gets heavy they're capable of greatness you know and, and and I wanted a little bit more of that, you know, that make Deutschland great again shit. Good uh, luck, good luck on uh, finding this on vinyl. Uh, they released it on vinyl on a company that I have in front of me called Alone Records. Only 250 were made. Wow, so you can't get this on Century Media? Uh, I mean, that's what it was originally released on, but they didn't produce it on vinyl? I don't think so. I doubt it. Yeah, I, what? I, yeah I'm sure you probably can get it on CD, but... Uh, yeah, I have number 237 out of 250. Wow. And, uh, yeah, my, uh, it came, I remember, you know, uh, my, my record dealer, Pabuglia, uh, um, he, um, he, he always puts up what he's getting or what he can get if anybody wants to order. And when I saw that, I was like, dude, dude, get that right now. Only 250 made? Yeah. Fuck. Get it, get it. He got it. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, this is something I will do some digging on, on Discogs and see what I can find, because I would love to have this on vinyl. Oh, it sounds so good. But it uh amazing. But, I, th- I believe it's 180 gram. It feels like it. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah. And no, it's I, white, and it's white vinyl. <laughs> of course it is. Um, <laughs> the, the chosen vinyl. Um, but no, this, this is a great fucking song. Great fucking song. Just a minor gripe I have. But one thing you said... Uh, that I totally agree with, but again, could change, you know, within the context of it being a concept album. I think this should have ended the album. I think it should have went out on a fucking heavy note, on a high note, because the next song, Oceans of Tomorrow, is far and away my least favorite track on the album. Uh, Again, not horrible, but man, I just, uh, you know, no more ballads. No more ballads. But, like I said, with what you told me, now I might look at it differently and, and take it from a lyrical approach, and it might be like a very meaningful ending uh, to it. But musically, as somebody who just listened to this not knowing anything about it, it was kind of a, a, a limp-wristed way to go out on it. But, uh, and not horrible. I don't think there's a horrible song on the fucking album. But if I, you know, got to pick a least favorite, this would be my least favorite. What do you think? Yeah, it, you know, it, it is. I, I think, you know, because the last song does bring an end to the story. But this one is kind of like, you know, the now that the the story is over and the Nazi party fell, you know, <clears throat> this uh, this song probably, I think, brings a, like a, a retrospective of what, you know, what a horrible time it was and how we should learn from our past and, uh, and uh, you know, but, you know, also, you know, it also shows, you know, it shows that, you know, us humans suck. And there are still idiots that want to carry on this ideology of this evil Charlie Chaplin looking motherfucker. You know, and, and, you know, listen to the lyrics today. You know, I think this is a perfect way to end the album. It's kind of like, a, you know, like, hey, man, you know, let's uh, the oceans of tomorrow. Let's. 
let's make sure this doesn't repeat you know so i think it's 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 just a a, a good way to you know put like um a little moral to the story at the end uh with you know a nice little it's, it is a soft song but um I, I think it's very important to the story, to the storyline, to just bring an end to the album with, uh, you know, just like, hey, look, man, that that was terrible. Let's let's not let this happen again, and let's crush all the fucking Nazi parties out there. So that's what I think it's about. Yeah, and it's an important lesson uh, here in America. So yeah, and watch, you know, watch who you're following. I, when I was in Germany uh, back in 1980, yeah, around 80. 7980. Um, <clears throat> actually, I came into 1980 while I was in Germany, and um, it, 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 it you can't talk about the Nazis over there. You know, they're they're it, it's like you know it's it's a you know it, there's a censorship when it comes to Nazis in Germany, and uh, I'm all for that. And then I'm against censorship, but there's certain things that should be censored, like Che Hitler. You know the evils uh, that that ruled this fucking world at one point or another. The Confederate uh, Army. We we um, <clears throat> God, you hate America. No, just the South. Yeah, but anyway, well, I, I, I again, that's why I was saying hey, before. Trophies but, are for winners. There should be no mm, statues of the Confederate Army in the South. It should no. all be statues of Abraham Lincoln and General well, Grant. Hey, weren't the Democrats more into slavery than the than the Republicans? Oh. Oh, oh, back then, yeah. But if, if, if you pay attention to history, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party totally fucking flipped on what they stand for. Totally flipped. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Yep. Uh, Democrats started the Ku Klux Klan. And I would say probably around the 30s and 40s, it totally did a 180 of who stood for what. I mean, that, that you can't deny. I mean, they totally flipped on, on who they are. Not no. the, there's a lot. I mean, look, I'm. I, I, I could tell you now. Not all Republicans are from slavery. I mean, that, you're you're just like being cut and dry about this shit. Uh, there's just a, a bad element, and yeah, it just so happens they're Repub- They're they they lean more to the right, but but believe me, there's more people in the right that. Hey, that's why there's not sell, uh, slavery. That's why the KKK is still like pretty much an underground network, because a lot of Republicans want to keep it that way. You know, as, and, and Democrats too, but you know. <clears throat> who, who does the KKK endorse as president, though? <clears throat> but they are underground. Well, hey, dude, do you think the KKK got Trump in office? They voted for him. But hey, so did uh, I tell you more people are, that aren't in the KKK that are against the KKK voted for Trump. And that's a fact. Yeah, but that, they wouldn't let Ruben in the KKK because he's Cuban. Hey, you're 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 avoiding you're you're avoiding the the, the you're, you're twisting around the truth, bro. You're avoiding the obvious, you fucking American hating scumbag. Okay, hey, dokie. Zeke Heil, there, fucking. You're more KKK than me, buddy. You hate the French. <laughs> that I do. Yeah. I love everybody, but 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 socialists and and communism. Godzilla fans first. <laughs> Which is underground like the KKK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more, more there's similarities. A, there's like a thousand times more people in the KKK than there are Wazilla fans. But god damn it, they got deep pockets and they donate. 
KKK wouldn't do that shit. I mean, yeah. crosses cost a lot. Yeah, luckily and, you can and, buy them in the, with food in stamps, the hoods. so. And the hood, hoods, you know? Yeah, the original boys in the hood. March, march, march. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you don't know that, that little thing I just said, listen to new Tenacious D album. We're marching for the KKK because we hate the gays or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we both agree, though. This is an amazing album that a lot of people need to give a chance to. Uh, I honestly, you know, with all my heart here, I'm the guy that, you know, was like, ah, oh, power metal. Uh, I love this fucking album. And I got a feeling the more and more I listen to it, the more and more I'm going to appreciate it. It definitely makes me want to check out other albums uh, from Angel Dust. But this, in the research that I did, everybody seems to consider this like the apex of Angel Dust. Like every- I, I think so. I think it's the most consistent album. Yeah, everything they did built to this. Uh, apparently, they have reformed. They did one more album after this. Uh, of Human of- Bondage, and yes. it's not It's not that good. It's oh, okay. Bond- it's not yeah. bad, but it's not as good right. as the, as the uh, three before it. But uh, they are back together now. I believe they are touring uh, in Europe. And, uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to go back and check out all their catalog and, and give it a day in court, man, because, uh, you know, th- this this opened my eyes uh, to just because, you know, the media calls a, a band this doesn't mean that's what they are. This, this, to me, is a traditional heavy metal band with progressive leanings. I mean, it's just there's some great metal on here, but, you know, more, you know, even in the softer moments, there's great musicality. And, uh, man, this is what this show was all about because this opened my eyes to something I probably never would have gave a chance to. So, fucking A. Uh, I really dig this one. And it's unfortunate because even going on Wikipedia, where, you know, where I do a lot of my study, and not everything, but a lot of it, I mean, it's just bare bones. It says this is the fifth album. It says it was released in 2000. I don't even have a date. I don't even know who produced this. Whoever produced it, though, did a hell of a job because this album sounds amazing. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't because I don't own a physical product. I don't have that uh, information available. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not wearing my glasses. I have it in front of me, but right. the text is so small. Right. I can't, I can't engineered by Sig Bream and uh, <laughs> Okie dokie then. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, the band broke up for a while, and uh, the drummer and the vocalist, both name is Dirk, uh, you know, they went off and did a, a folk band called uh, Two Dirks in a Box. Uh, but uh, they broke up, and now, you know, the whole band's back together. And, uh, you know, even Rattler was telling me, he goes, man, I hope they have the same vocalist. And, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, from what I was able to find, uh, I believe it's the same lineup. Uh, that record this album is is what's together now. So uh, I know what this these guys are capable of. I hope whatever they record in the future, I think that the album's supposed to come out next year. Uh, man, I hope it's even close to this. Would be a great album. Unfortunately, when I saw them, their lead guitarist uh, could not get into the country. Oh, so wow. they had a guy. God, I, I wish I knew what band he was in. The guy ripped. 
Oh, uh, shit. I, th I thought there was two guitar players, but now I'm looking here. There's only one. Yeah. And uh, must he, be a lot of double tracking. Probably, yeah. But um, he, um, he, uh, that guy was ripping, but I can't for the life of me. He's in another band, but, you know, he went on tour with them, and he, and he helped uh, them on that tour. C.C. DeVille. Uh, no, no, it wasn't CC. Uh, this guy can actually play. Oh, okay. He, he didn't need to. He didn't need to be pushed downstairs to do a guitar solo. Ah, <laughs> you beat me to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. All right. Well, uh, great fucking album. Great pick. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this one. But uh, now it's time to go into pick of the week. Ralph, do you have a pick of the week? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Angel Dust Bleed, the album before this. Okay, uh, I, I, I heard mixed things about that. I heard, uh, you know, just doing a little research that they said it was like, eh, you know, and, and, and but this album was the, like, you could see where they were going, but they didn't achieve it on that album. But you like that one as well? Uh, yeah, and I think Bleed, the title track, is their best song ever. And uh, Black Rain, the second song. Uh, there's an amazing cover of Temple of the King from a Rainbow on it that uh, they really make it their own. It's, you know, because, you know, Temple of the King is mellow the whole way. Where right. this one starts off mellow, but it gets really heavy in a section that makes a lot of sense when it comes to the structure of that song. If any of you motherfuckers came to get mellow, you need to get the fuck out. You exactly. Ted Nugent, baby. Another great Nazi. <laughs> hey, there's there's good people on both sides. There you go. Ian, Ian thinks there's great Nazis out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and, and one was in the Amboy Dukes. Yeah. Anyway, I love Ted Nugent when he didn't fucking talk. <laughs> you know? When, when he would just yell in the microphone to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Just give the microphone to Derek St. Holmes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly, man. Ted Nugent was like... I really looked up to Ted Nugent in the 70s. I thought he was such a badass. <laughs> yeah. You know who else looked up to him? All the kids he fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know, because well, he's tall. Yeah, they had no choice. <laughs> it wasn't their fault they had to look up. They were short. But anyway, yeah, so uh, uh, Bleed. Yeah, definitely. Check out the title track, everybody. Just take a, take a couple minutes. It's about three, four-minute song. And listen to that title track. It's phenomenal. It's what really, like, like when I, I heard that when I was doing that radio show, I was like, fuck, what is this, man? This is awesome. If you love, like, Dio, you'll love that fucking song. Nice. Nice. I will check it out when we're done. Nice. All right. Well, uh, my pick of the week uh, comes from a band that uh, also a lot of people might have some prejudice against because of their first couple albums, and that's Soulfly, a band that Max Cavalera started after he left uh, Sepultura. And, uh, yeah, their first three I would definitely classify in the new metal category. Even though I like those albums, uh, it's definitely new metal. You could hear, like, you know, the rap rock influence. But uh, he definitely strayed away from that in the later years. And my pick of the week is their 2012 album, Enslaved. Uh, definitely, the, the newer Soulfly albums, it it's definitely harkens back to, to classic Sepultura very thrash there's no no sign of new metal it's it's just straight up fucking thrash and the guitar player that it has i believe his name is marco rizzo is, is i i think one of the greatest thrash guitar players out there like i can't believe 
Dave Mustaine did snatch this motherfucker up to join fucking Megadeth because this guy is just incredible. I mean, he can play anything. You know, flamenco, thrash, I mean, whatever you throw at him, this guy can play. And he's been the only constant member uh, in the later years besides Max. And I can see why Max is holding on to this guy because without him, I don't know where the fuck Soulfly would be. But uh, check out 2012's Enslaved. If you like thrash, if you like old school Sepultura, you will not be uh, disappointed. This isn't, you know, Roots or Chaos ID era uh, sounded thrash. This is more like, you know, Beneath the Remains and Arise shit. Uh, Enslaved, a great fucking album by Soulfly. That is my pick of the week. Right on, man. Well, uh... Everybody out there, thank you so much for the donations, but they're not done. Yeah. Uh, they're still open to the Rock and Pot Expo and uh, be on our show or pick an episode or, or be a douchebag and make us uh, uh, review some crap like Sammy Hagar or some shit. But, but something I will say that is coming up, this I can officially say, because uh, unlike the old Mrs. Wadley, the new Mrs. Wadley is very supportive of uh, what I do and wants to uh, push what we do. Uh, coming very soon, we will have merch that you can buy. Uh, Rock and Metal Combat podcast uh, shirts and maybe some other shit, you know, some uh, rolling papers. You know, who knows? I mean, it, it, it's wide open, but that is something... That will be looked into very soon. So coming soon, if you choose, uh, you can buy your very own Rock and Metal Combat podcast merch. And trust me, this isn't going to be the the cheap, fucked up shit that you got from that other station. Uh, this is going to be high quality shit. Uh, it's going to be legit. It's going to look good. It's going to feel good. Uh, and if you smoke it, you might get high. Uh, but coming soon, yes, there will be some Rock and Metal Combat Podcast merch. That yep, is for a sure. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast coffin coming out. It has a yes. picture of me and Ian, and, and it also doubles as a Rolling Rock beer cooler. Yes, and when you see the price, you'll drop dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so buy it. Yeah. Tell your parents what you really want for Christmas. All right, well, now we got to go into Fan of the Week. And, oh, my God, what a great... What a great listener and, and fan of the week picked this one. The great Daniel Lee. Daniel Lee has been with us for a long time. A great contributor to the page. Uh, always active. And once again shows what an amazing following we have in Australia. And I mean, I mean seriously, I mean, if we ever take this shit on the road, you know, out of the colonies, you know, there's two places we gots to go. And that's Canada and fucking Australia. Because other other than here, you know, that's who gets us. We have listeners all over the globe. I mean, I mean, I, I get to see it because I got the access to the, uh, the Podbean page. I mean, we have listeners all over the fucking world. But besides the U.S., our greatest markets are Canada and Australia, man. You motherfuckers down under love what we do. You get what we do. And... God damn it, I want to come down there, get fucked up, box a kangaroo, you know, just fucking have a good old time down under, throw some shrimps on the fucking Barbie and listen to some fucking metal. And Daniel Lee, thank you so much for contributing and being so patient. 
again, you contributed to Rock and Pod too, and uh, sorry it took so long, brother. But I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, I got a feeling you're gonna enjoy it, and I want to thank you personally uh, for turning our listeners on to Angel Dust. So that in and of itself, well, our cool is listeners, yeah, the cool listeners. But like I said, man, our, our listeners, I, I think everybody's been so, you know, since the the hiatus. Uh, they're so hungry for us that they're listening to anything and that Bohemian episode is, is a prime example and so many of our listeners said hey that ain't my bag but you know you guys made me laugh throughout the episode well here's one not only where I hope we made you laugh but I hope we make you check the shit out because uh, this is something you already know Ralph this shit Ralph loves and, and I want to encourage you guys to listen to this because I really think you know, you guys know how different me and Ralph can be. I, I, I believe in this just as much as Ralph. Check this album out. It's very important. And Daniel Lee is very important to us. Thank you so much, brother. You are our fan of the week. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. And I also want to say we have a lot of listeners that do dig Bohemian. So uh, it's, not, it's not so uh, one-sided. Actually, it's almost tied. With because uh, our listeners uh, vary in musical taste, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, half our audience, you know, doesn't like Bohemian, and their half thinks they suck. Uh, you know, but they all love the album. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was a joke. Right on. <laughs> all right. Well, if you enjoyed this Nazi-esque episode, and I know you did, except for Stephen Kerr, she's like, I ain't listening to this shit. Uh, come back next week. When it gets a little dark in here, we're going black metal, but in a different direction. Paid for by the listener, we're getting some body count in the motherfucking house. My bitch! That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. March, March, March.
Folks came at I remembered well When the strong young man of a rising sun And the tolling of a great black bell One day in the year of a fox When the bell began to ring Then the time had come for one to go To the temple of a king 